0: Algar Productions. Algar Productions.
1: Despite the title, the following podcast is most decidedly not for kids. This is the Kids Love Batman Beyond Podcast with your hosts, Maggie Robotham and Ron Algar Watt. Episode 104 Inkling and. Big time with Vishal Baradwaj.
0: Hi, pals. We're back once again. I'm Al.
2: I'm Maggie. And I'm Vishal. Welcome. Hey, good to have you. Uh, yeah, you, you are good to among the
0: people who have never seen this show. Is that right?
2: Yes, I'm a Batman Beyond virgin, so and oh, wow. other kinds of virgin. But let's not get into that. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that is uh, not the pod. This is not the podcast for that.
0: I've known you for so long, and I'm learning all kinds of things about <laughs> you. <laughs> Uh, no, you, you got a decent sampling. Jason last week, unfortunately, got uh, less, like, you know, lower percentile, I would say. But yeah. You got, you got a couple of pretty good episodes, particularly the first one, I would say. Mm.
2: Yeah, I I have thoughts on both of them. I liked things in both of them. I did not like some things in them, but we'll get into that, I guess. Well, mm-hmm.
0: Vishal, I've got good news for you. That's the format of our show. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you don't say. I know. it's it's
0: We invented this.
3: Mm-hmm. We, we did. T- it's in... And, um. I don't know, dictionaries? Every now and then, yeah. dictionaries. Internet dictionaries? Mm-hmm. Thesauri? Yeah,
0: mm-hmm. probably. Or Thesaurus, as as someone I know pronounces that word. Uh-huh. That's <laughs> um, still better than the way sodas. I
3: pro- sound, pronounce it, which is Hophoreth. Thesaurus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: pho- oh. oh. Photosynthesis.
3: It's a, it's a very educated Say, dinosaur.
0: Mm-hmm. Say photosynthesis now.
3: Photosythophoreth.
0: Uh-huh. Photosynthahol. Close enough.
3: <laughs> yep. Nailed it.
0: Yep. Now, every now and then, a friend or an acquaintance will say, hey, I'm thinking about doing a review show with a good thing and a bad thing. Is that okay with you? Like, but Mm. (laughs)
3: yes, (laughs) we absolutely invented the concept and did not, in fact, steal it from Mr. Science Theater.
0: I mean, you pointed that out. I I did not realize that when I suggested it. Mm. I just thought it would be a good idea to force ourselves to say good things about shitty episodes and bad Mm. things about good episodes.
3: I mean, listen, it's a good idea, but also you owe me so many RAM chips. (laughs)
0: <laughs> that's like season one mst right like yeah and maybe those. season
3: two back when it was still season one basically yeah they they
0: don't want us to watch those no they said that so also Vishal's like what what are you talking about
2: right mm-hmm. now i've seen some mst but i don't remember them formally doing a good thing and a bad thing so i
3: must have seen the later
2: ones but mm-hmm. good guy ones.
3: and these cute robots mm. yeah yeah it's, it wasn't even you know, the
2: same guy in all of them so no it
0: changes <laughs> occasionally yeah. uh, If you've seen the movie Silent Running, you've basically seen uh, Mystery Science Theater. It's the same thing.
2: (laughs) I've seen the Mystery Science Theater episode on Outlaw of Gore. Oh, very good.
3: Oh, wow. Yeah.
2: That's, um, uh, don't tell
0: me, don't tell me. Uh, The guy, uh, Jack Palance, right? Yes, Mm -hmm. Jack Palance. In a a big fantasy epic that has a budget of nothing.
3: (laughs) Cabot? Cabot? Cabot?
2: Cabot? Cabot. Cabot. Hey, (laughs) Cabot. God damn it, <laughs> 15 years later, I'm still quoting that thing.
0: <laughs> now you understand about 30% of Maggie's in my uh, relationship.
3: Yeah, yeah. you just got to watch uh, every episode of Homestar Runner a couple of times and you're there. And The Simpsons. And The Simpsons, that's pretty much it. Yep.
2: Yeah, I, there's another episode I see, I forget which one, but it's like this Russian dubbed uh, epic that's uh, pretending to be a Sinbad movie. It isn't, oh, it's ah, just yeah. some yeah. Russian epic, right? And at they some point... A number of those, okay. yeah. I, the only line out of context that my brother and I quote to each other is at some point, someone is like, my darling, you must come away with me. He's like, no, I can't. I have Luberia. <laughs> I think Lube, it's like Luberia Someone's one character's name, but it's just like, it, we keep telling each other once in a while, we're like, no, I can't. I have Luberia. And nobody gets
3: it. Uh,
0: Those are my favorite jokes that nobody gets except you and the other person. Yep. Yes. Stop. Again. Still
2: Mike's keyboard.
0: Again, Maggie's in my relationship for the last, you know, 20 mm-hmm. years.
3: Hey, Al, <sighs> uh, with season seven. <laughs>
0: uh, all right. Well, Vishal, uh, we're going to throw you into the, the deep, inky end. And, hey, uh, I mean, and you know,
2: you... I, unlike the previous times that I've been on these shows over the last 10 years, now I'm a seasoned, you know, uh, weekly show veteran. So watch out. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's right. Well let's let's hear about it then.
0: Why well first why don't you tell us about inkling? Which I love since you didn't know the character ink, you're like, how the hell do you pronounce that?
2: Well, first of all, I in my brain, until you said inkling, I'm like, Oh yeah. Because mm-hmm. I was going inkwelling. Oh But okay. then I should have had two L's so it, anyway, mm-hmm. let me tell you about it. Please do. Hello and welcome to Stationary Test Drive where this mm. week we're looking at ink with a QUE. Mm. Ink is a space-age multi-purpose substance that's part solid, liquid, gel, possibly also ooblick and <laughs> mostly a criminal for hire. Just don't aim your particle discombobulator on her otherwise you will have to take her to her estranged daughter who, spoilers I guess, is a total piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, Batman the Beyond is on the case, or at least the case that involves a shady exec whose insurance fraud scheme is about making rockets fall over or something. <laughs> but who cares? Certainly not Batman of the beyond, because he only wants to find Ink. Track her down he does, with the paper trail sniffing skills of his pink hair friend, who probably mm-hmm. has a name but isn't mentioned in this episode. And <laughs> after much fighting, Diana, who's Ink's estranged daughter, uh... strengthens her up with a shot of mutagen, which is what she needed after all the discombobulation. As George Lucas famously wrote in a script page, they fight. (laughs) And Batman the Beyond has half a construction site thrown on him. (laughs) Anywho, returning to stationary test drive, whatever you do, don't dose your ink with Penterol, a solvent which will totally make you blow up or melt. Until the writers think they need you, maybe, and so that's where Ink goes. While her piece-of-shit daughter gets to somehow legally inherit and spend millions of dollars? Hey, late-stage capitalism. Hooray! Yay. Well, if there's one thing,
0: you must have picked up on the strong cyberpunk influence of this show. Oh,
2: absolutely.
0: All the capitalism stuff sometimes feels like we're reading into it based on our current surroundings, but... Mm. It was probably intentional.
3: Weird when uh, capitalism perviates every part of your life. Yeah, I I think a lot of stuff. A lot of my
2: notes had callbacks to, you know what, I think these people who made this other thing saw this episode while they were half asleep. And yes, considering that, you know, Cyberpunk 2077, which is a video game that came out a year or so ago, Mm -hmm. one of the episodes literally ends with almost like a Faustian uh, you know, bargain of someone getting what they want and getting this cool penthouse, and it basically, you know, having to having to look over their uh, shoulder for the rest of their life. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, this is a, this is an ending that uh, I want to say Batman episodes have done before. Mm-hmm. I believe that's
3: right. Yeah, I can't yeah. remember. I, is it but... a Riddler one?
0: I can't remember. Yeah, but there's definitely times where the bad guy thinks he got away with it, but he knows the villain's right around the corner. And, mm-hmm.
2: You know. But you know what? The ending is my bad thing. Okay. Really? Yeah. So, like, I know that it's the this, the, the noir and therefore cyberpunk, which is heavily influenced by noir and all mm-hmm. that. You know, it's the, oh, the villain gets away. It's just the way it's handled, you know, where it's just, oh, she's got all her stuff. And then Batman just shows up and he's like, oh, you'll be sorry. And then just flies off and fucks off. And and I do like the animation of, you know, it cut into, I guess, this grass or something, and it's dark and that forming uh, metaphorical eye that could be... Ink
0: ink can hide in, you know, flat, like, shiny Mm -hmm. surfaces Mm -hmm. or anywhere. And so, yeah, the idea is that she could be anywhere. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I like that.
3: Yeah, I I thought this was a great ending.
2: Mm -hmm. Visually, I like it. I just think it could have had maybe, like, a better beat to end on. I don't know what that beat is, but it just kind of felt unsatisfying.
0: I think I kind of agree with you, Vishal, in the sense that it's definitely been done before and Mm. they should have brought something new to it. But I also agree with you, Maggie, because emotionally I really enjoyed it because I was kind of on Deanna's side for a while. And then I was like, Oh yeah, but you do have to worry about that. Mm -hmm.
3: Well, it's like, I, I really like the character and like, I really like how she's just, like murders the shit out of ink at the end. Yeah. This is your good thing, right? (laughs) Yeah. She's brutal. And I love it because it makes perfect sense. This woman like has abandoned her for years and years only comes back when she needs something. Meanwhile, uh, Deanna has been like struggling to like pay her rent and everything. She's Uh, doing that. uh,
0: Let's be hmm. clear. She has maxed out all her credit cards. Yeah. She's she's
2: doing that balancing thing that I keep hearing about. (laughs) Mm I've never
0: done. Oh, I, I certainly have. Uh, Um, yeah, I try not to these days, but I, I I certainly have in the past. But this is this is my kids love Batman beyond moment. Credit card mm. debt. Definitely mm. a thing children understand. Yep. But it's it's like I don't know that she's struggling so much as she's just trying to live beyond her means. I that's, we might be reading that wrong,
3: but That's also yeah. possible. She's got a very big apartment, but I just assume you get a big apartment in the future.
2: Yeah, no, that's the thing about that that struck me too, but then I remembered I'm watching animation and yeah. in animation you always have these giant spaces because it's just easier to yeah, especially on TV and things too, to situate people. Yeah, that makes sense.
3: So, yeah, she absolutely could, you know, also just be, like, hmm. living off her credit cards, like, well beyond what she should be doing. But, like, yeah. you know, I just, I love that she just murders the shit out of her mother at the end <laughs> so she can get her inheritance. It rules. Okay. Well, uh, the,
2: that, the, uh, go ahead. No, that was my good thing in that the way she murders her mother and the animation on that is just lovely. Yes. It's, yeah. Animators love creatures like that who are kind of made of in, in some ways liquefiable things mm. whether it's Clayface mm-hmm. or Venom which, you know, uh, mm-hmm. we'll come back to that uh, her being basically a, a you know uh, oh a she nature has Venom-like venom. properties. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, yeah they, the, the they animations have made, really good.
0: They have made a lot of Terry's villains like like we said. He, he's there's a lot of Spider-Man in there, and mm, that, right. that extends to his villains. Yeah. yeah,
2: and as someone who has not seen the show at all and did not know it except as literally Batman of the future, as it was sometimes titled in other parts of the world. I think where I lived, it was called Batman of the future.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, yeah, even I could pick up on the hey, this is just Spider-Man. You know the way mm-hmm. he banter's, the yeah. way he, it's. I don't it's think good. that's a bad thing, though. No, no, it's good. It's good. It's uh, I it's not. It doesn't have me all jazzed up the way, let's mm. say, watching Justice League does. Because yes, I have like an investment in those characters already. Sure. but yeah, mm-hmm. I would not be, I would not be disappointed if this is what I watched on TV.
0: Well, this the, one of the the hooks for people who were fans of the original series, and we've talked about this before, mm. is that you get to see where Bruce and Barbara and a couple of other people ended up, mm. and that's and and Gotham itself. Yeah, and you know, it's not a bad like. This show dares to imagine a future where uh, super douchebag dudes look up to the Joker and try to be like him, which I know, I know, (laughs) I know it's hard to imagine. Weird.
3: Yeah. This is Um, indeed a disturbing universe.
0: But, you know, like there are street gangs dressing up like the Joker and harassing Mm. people and things like that. Mm, it's, it's It's a fun take on, yeah, if Gotham existed 50 years ago, it probably would evolve into this. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I kind of like
2: that. It's an interesting splice of the kind of things Dark Knight Returns did, but setting it in oh. a more technological cyberpunk influence. Uh, absolutely.
0: Yeah, and we've talked a lot about how uh, Batman and Superman were set in sort of the, the idealized future of the 30s and 40s. And this mm-hmm. is absolutely the cyberpunk future of the 80s. And yeah. I love that.
3: Yeah, Cause... yeah. if you,
2: honestly, if you gave me a show of just about a vigilante in the cyberpunk future, I'd be fine. Mm-hmm. I honestly, just from the sampler of these two episodes, don't really know why it's Batman. You know what well, I, mean? Because, I mean
0: other than
3: that Batman makes money. Yeah, <laughs> yes. the network said
0: we want yes. a more kid friendly Batman show and they're like, right, dark future where Bruce is angry and alone. That is for <laughs> kids. Let's do it.
3: Yes. Let's do that. It's like yes. the um the one time the uh the the executives have like the monkey's paw.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: But, uh, oh
3: shit! We made a really good show.
0: I could I could give you a couple of uh, example episodes that are just hardcore mm-hmm. cyberpunk. There's the one where mm. the the uh, the executive puts his mind in a computer, and his uh, uh, descendant tries to turn him off, and then he goes nuts. Oh,
3: yeah, okay. Oh, it's so good. I mean, if I, nothing else, Return of the Joker is a great fucking movie. Also, like, that one, okay. yes. Like I do great, like uh, just to get into the show. Mm-hmm.
2: I do like that both, like you said, the Batman show and this one and the Superman show dealt with technology in their own kind of milieu. There were, mm-hmm. you know, AI and and uh, robotics happening in the original Batman show. And there we were all like, how ago was this? Mm-hmm. You know, because it was all like Nixie tubes and things like that. And, and here you're going, wait, how a future is this? Mm-hmm.
0: Exactly. But I think that gives it sort of a timeless mm-hmm. quality. There's certain things about the show that, maybe haven't aged so well but for the most part we can still watch this in the 20s and it doesn't feel like oh this is a late 90s show yeah
2: yeah I mean other than that uh, opening which I I I know you said uh, everyone has an opinion oh yes let's Uh hear yours um I like I like it in some ways I like this is like projecting my I'm giving away my bad thing from the next episode but I don't really like the music on this show Mm. Uh, okay and I think The, you know, just the, whatever, the the synthy cat-wailing guitars don't really do it for me, especially after the orchestral things of the the other shows. Sure. Uh, Okay. And, like, Darwin Cook's art, and Darwin Cook did the, did the, he's credited as doing the titles. Yes. Mm -hmm. His artwork, especially, like, I'm guessing it's his kind of 2D paintings or whatever, those are great. Mm -hmm. I don't really care for the edits. I don't really care for the grungy typography because I grew up at that time, and I know uh-huh. what a kind of crutch that was for every graphic designer, every sure. video editor. You know, in well,
0: that's in in that regard, you are on the same page as everyone else who has weighed in on the opening credits. Which is like, mm. these are pretty good, but those this, the 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 uh, the words I can do without.
2: Corruption. <clears throat> mm-hmm. A third thing. D- mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Um I do like the music it's been very divisive though. Maggie and I hmm. pretty much if I like something it's guaranteed she won't and vice yeah.
3: versa. Like it's it, that, it's I, it's almost I, weird how that happens at this point. Like yeah, every time. Mhm. Every single time. Uh, I, never,
2: think, I think I uh, think I would like the music more if it was uh, and this is kind of getting geeky if if, if the sort, sort of the sound stage was a little bigger it's it's mm. 90s TV they only really had maybe some kind of like virtual surround to work with so everything's really compressed and tinny and kind of you know doesn't yeah, I mean, breathe as well
0: yeah What they're going for less of a score and more mm. of just like this is industrial music like it's, mm. it feels like this could be an early Nine Inch Nails album or a ministry album or something it, and very I, I, much I know, so yes I kind of like that I, I understand not digging that but i think that's the vibe they were going for
3: mm.
0: uh let's see my good thing yeah Terry and ink have a lot of really really cheesy back and forth fight banter mm. like mm. as dialogue it is terrible but in the spirit of comic book characters saying dumb shit while they're fighting it's
3: perfect yeah i really enjoyed it like, and bit-
2: because that is also my quote so we can put that in somewhere Inc. last time i saw you you were washed away in a storm
3: and now i'm rainwater fresh batman Soon to be ice walk. All right. Um. But yes, that is that is a delightful exchange. Yeah, I would love to see them uh, just meeting up beforehand. It's like, okay, so we're gonna. I'm gonna say this, and then you say mm-hmm. that. No, no, I no. Take that. Put it at the end, and then we'll do it like that. That's that'll be mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah. It's
0: but again, it's terrible because he's mm-hmm. Spider Man and he just says bad jokes the whole yep. time. Yep. Yep. <laughs> and I'm just gonna go ahead and do my bad thing since this kind of uh, complements this, which is I thought some of the dialogue was extra like clumsy exposition like at the rocket launch like as you know this rocket launch costs uh, okay and then ink is you know oh i thought you had washed away well actually okay
3: In actual fact batman what had happened was yeah
0: that okay so the the nerds at the dc wiki won't like say um actually we don't know how she came back but also who cares
3: i mean she's a villain who cares yeah they come back that's what they do Yeah, exactly. How'd the Joker come back? I don't know. How does he always come back? He's the fucking Joker. Joker. Yeah, he's got
2: Roger Rabbit powers. He can come back if it's funny. (laughs) Because they keep putting him in Arkham and then mending everything, and then he's like, okay, I'll get out now. Mm Mm-hmm. One of the things about this
0: future is that Arkham is gone, which I think is... I don't think it's because the the crazy people got sane. I think it's because they (laughs) slashed its budget, and now they're roaming the streets pretending to be the Joker.
3: (laughs) Yeah. Hey, um... Maybe we should do away with this, uh, this gothic castle, uh, uh, mental institution we built. Why? We,
2: with all the gargoyles in it? How
0: mm-hmm. dare you?
3: Yep. I don't what know if, if
2: you've th- seen, either of you have seen the new Batman film. Uh, oh, just Batman. saw it
3: last week. Yeah.
2: Okay. I kind of like how they, they situated everything from the Batman lore within the city, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. including Arkham yep. and including Wayne Manor and everything. That, that was kind of a nice touch. I think. Mm-hmm. So no, it's, it's not a it. Gothic ca- castle anymore. It's basically a, almost like a penitentiary, but you know. yeah, but like one of those city ones, you know, where it's just a regular building and there's somehow there's criminals in. There. I um, I I gotta
0: say I'm more a fan of the Gothic castle, like the mm-hmm. Gothic oh, castle yeah. that they built Absolute. over the city reservoir for some reason. Oh so
2: yeah, I I love the Arkham games especially and the way yeah. they've uh, that yeah, with all the
3: if you don't have gargoyles in the asylum, what's Batman going to hang off of? How
0: yeah. are the sa- how are the crazy people going to get sane if there aren't gargoyles?
3: Yeah. Yeah, what in was... every
0: room indoors gargoyles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That and the Riddler's bowling trophies are the only things that mm. stick with me from
3: those games. I love the Riddler's bowling trophies. <laughs> <laughs> well, You'll you never find all my ba- my bowling trophies, Batman. I, why why would were... I want to? I never did
2: all of them in the third game because there was just too many in that. Oh game, yeah. But...
1: Mm-hmm.
3: No, the the only way to get like the real ending was to like yeah. get all the Riddler trophies. I'm like fuck that, and I watched it on <sighs> YouTube.
2: Yeah, same, same, exactly. Once I figured that out. That being said, I'm really looking forward to whatever is coming out next year. Hopefully, oh yeah. Year. Oh, are they doing another Batman game? They are doing a Suicide Squad game.
1: Yeah,
3: Ah.
2: the studio that originally did it, the studio that did the kind of the spin-off prequel Arkham game, which I actually liked.
3: Yeah, Origins Uh, was also very good. I like to play that around Christmas. Yeah,
2: so they are doing a great-looking Gotham Knights game with uh, Barbara as Batgirl and uh, Nightwing and Tim Drake and also Red Hood, and you know you can kind of switch between them. It looks really nice.
3: Al, that's the one where you found out about the Court of Owls for the first time. Your your favorite (laughs) villains. (laughs)
2: Look out, Batman! Ooh! Uh Uh-huh.
0: So terrifying. Mm Mm-hmm. Ah. Uh, Maggie, what was your bad thing for this episode?
3: Yeah, so, surprising no one, my bad thing is Dana-related, because she's the (laughs) only character I spend any time thinking about. Um, Mm -hmm. Dana letting Terry off the hook just because she's, like, somehow figured out that he sees Bruce as a father figure is... First of all, lazy, because, like, honestly, it's way more interesting to me if Dana suddenly thinks Terry and Max are fucking, because... Yeah, let's,
0: hang on, let's let's back up a step, because there is a whole sequence mm-hmm. where they tease us by thinking Dana's figured it out. Like, mm-hmm. Max says, uh, Terry, she's not mad about you leaving, because mm-hmm. she thinks, she realizes you have bigger things going on in your life. Mm-hmm. So, they actually do a good bit, like like, for a minute playing the suspense of that beat but then you're right then they completely deflate it
3: yeah and it's just uh, it's like first of all it would be really interesting to me if like dana's just like you're spending a lot of time with your quote-unquote best female friend and like what the fuck is that about secondly our relationship is already not doing great because like you all you are always gone now yeah and have been for two years yeah and, like, the other thing is, Dana figuring out that uh, that uh, Bruce is a father figure to Terry is an entirely too complex of a thought for Dana to have developed on her own. Like, it's not chili-related at all, and therefore <laughs> completely beyond her elect- intellectual scope.
0: Would you say it's Batman beyond her uh, I absolutely
3: would. Scope? <laughs> Unless she has been pondering this since literally the first episode. It makes no sense to me that she figured that out.
0: I mean, she certainly has. Mm-hmm. We do get—I don't remember if it's this episode or the other one. We do get a callback to her her great love of chili, which is literally the only thing we know about this character. Oh God, this chick loves chili. Uh-huh. I had no idea she was a recurring character.
3: Yep, that's, uh, she has uh, been Terry's his girlfriend, quote unquote girlfriend. Yeah, she's been yeah, his girlfriend it's...
0: since the first episode, and she knows nothing. She is uh, Maggie has a, lo- a well celebrated love of stupid characters, and mm-hmm. maybe has said on more than one occasion she's dumber than Trip.
3: Yep.
2: <laughs> That is high praise. Oh, yeah, and mm-hmm. Trip
3: was dumb. Mm-hmm. Trip was so dumb, he exploded.
2: Yep.
0: Yeah, Dana's very, very dumb, mm-hmm. which is delightful, but also she has no character whatsoever. Yeah. Uh, the, the pink haired friend, as you call her, that's Max. Um, mm-hmm. okay. She literally you, did not have a name in this episode. So. Yeah. No. And, and yeah, if you're just jumping in here, I can see how you'd be like, who the fuck is that? But mm-hmm. like, she's actually not a bad, like they've given him kind of an Oracle type who can mm. yeah, help him, help him run yeah. interference with high school stuff. And also is a very good, like hacker type and like, you know, she's a good mm-hmm. character. I like her.
2: Yeah. No, they and they have more chemistry than you know. Oh, where yeah. Dana
0: is. They absolutely yeah. do. Like I, that's the thing is, you're coming in at episode fifty or something, yeah. and you are not missing vital character development between Terry and Dana. It doesn't there exist. Has been none. Yeah. yeah. What what you see is what there's always been, which is nothing.
3: Mm-hmm. Ooh. I I, I got to go for some reason. Okay. All
0: right. Done. I
3: have I have no follow up questions.
0: Not gonna dump you though again.
3: because nope. this relationship is really good. I guess it's those
2: intense eyes
0: and his butt. Mm-hmm. Terry, yeah.
3: mu- like Terry, must have a magic dick.
0: Yeah, could be. You yeah, like he has. He doesn't have enough time to show up for just a regular ass date. I doubt they're screwing. Mm. I mean, it's possible. Maybe that's all they're, they're it- doing.
3: Yeah, that's yeah. the thing. It feels like yeah. every time Dana's around, she's like, oh, God, I want to fuck Terry.
0: I mean, she's definitely very horny.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Like, there's no doubt about that.
3: Like that episode where they got stuck in the elevator, and she's like, well, what are we going to fill the time with?
0: Uh-huh.
1: <laughs> like, I didn't bring, bring any chili along, porn. so clearly.
3: <laughs> <sighs> you know, uh, I can about... take this dress off in one swift motion.
0: Yeah. Uh no, I need to change my uh, uh, clothes myself. Uh, look over there. Mm-hmm. Hey, look, it's Batman.
3: <laughs> oh wow, where do you come from? And where's Terry? Mm-hmm. Oh, it's so weird that Terry never gets to meet Batman.
0: Oh well, I'll have to tell Clark about this. bah. Uh, uh, <laughs> yep. So let's let's talk a little more about uh, Ink's daughter because I feel like we talked about that one aspect of mm-hmm. her, but I I really like this character.
3: She's fantastic. Yeah. Like
0: a, as a one-off, like in a in a worse episode this could have felt like a retcon like Mm. wait a minute ink has a kid now but we don't know anything about ink she's a shady mercenary who Mm. we don't know anything about so Mm. yeah she has a past that makes sense
3: it it, it makes perfect sense to me that like she just abandoned this kid to go be a mercenary and just like left her
0: left her a moderate trust fund Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but that's it has never spoken to her (laughs)
3: Well, that's the other what? thing is, that, like, the big thing in the episode is that she's got, like, this huge inheritance, but only uh, but only when Ink dies. Mm-hmm. Uh... Which, as far as Ink knows, is impossible.
1: hmm
2: Both these episodes had good villains who you didn't expect to be the good villain. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And we'll get to that in, in the second one. But, yeah, she was... It, it, I liked that they didn't make her just another, you know, sob story. Oh, mom, I'll, I'll you know, talk you off the ledge when you're about to kill Batman type mm-hmm. thing. Because that's what you expect is going to happen.
0: Yeah, and... I, we we do still understand her motivation. Like there is that emotional core of my mom was never around. She just yeah. doesn't react in the way you're talking about. Yeah, exactly.
2: Mm. Yeah, she like has that. literally no um, no relationship with this woman, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And I, I there's a, li- a nice little line with a foreshadow that where she you know she comes home after her mother is, has contacted her and she's like, hey, you think you could help me out with the gro the grocery yeah. bill? You know, mm-hmm. you you can see her sort of kind of scheming already.
3: Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, it's all and there she, right from the beginning.
0: And she very smoothly contrives a reason to, oh, you can't reach the laptop? Well, just tell me all your pins. It's mm-hmm. fine. I'll
3: help yeah. you. I'm happy to help out, Mother. Mm-hmm. I'm going
2: to swipe my magnetic strip card because it's Look. the future. Mm-hmm. Well, in the future. Mm-hmm.
0: That, that, we we brought that back. Yes. Uh, that, is, that, that is apparently a thing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. No, the the way money works in this show makes as little sense as how it works in Star Trek. Mm-hmm. Uh because they have replaced dollars with credits, mm. but each card is like a denomination. It's like carrying a bill. Yeah. It's oh, not like okay. one card links to your bank account. It's like it's each like card a pad. Like...
3: Exactly. It is exactly like a pad. A stack of pads. You can't yeah. possibly
2: yes. contain more than one document on a mm-hmm. pad. But they that also can, be,
0: they can also be credit cards. Yeah. Mm. So who knows mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> but you know, know I... who's behind all this it's big mm-hmm. card <laughs> yeah, probably isn't that
0: the villain of the next episode yep <laughs> uh, we uh i just probably... i just
3: picture that hallmark has done really well for itself in the future
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh that's that's the saddest part of all mm-hmm.
3: well the future is very depressing so people need a lot of cards
0: and and uh, cheesy ass Christmas movies that we have to watch with uh, Jason Priestley and Melissa Joan Hart.
3: Oh yeah, absolutely.
2: Ha- Hallmark is the true cards against humanity. Oh, very good.
3: <laughs> Listen, uh, Tinsel Town Beyond is doing amazing in the future. <laughs> <laughs> okay, has
2: have has, have the brothers uh, done episodes on all the various Vanessa Hudgens things that seem to be showing up all over Netflix every Christmas?
3: I don't. No, but I wouldn't be surprised.
0: It feels like, well, don't say that too loud or Brian will make us do those himself. Like, yeah, hey, this, this came up on your show. So guess or what? Or
3: worse, you, Vishal.
1: Yes.
2: <laughs> I have no idea who that person is other than that they show up in these previews for uh, Christmas movies where there's somehow always two more of them than there were in the previous <laughs> one. The Hydra Christmas series, of course. <laughs>
0: What you do is dial up the Indian as far as it will go and say, Christmas, I, I know not this Christmas you speak of.
1: <laughs> uh,
2: All right. Anything else before we move on to the next
3: episode? I, I uh, think we can uh, move into Big time. Yeah, it's
2: a, good, it's a good episode. I'm, it's a bit bland, frankly, and mm-hmm. the animation is not brilliant. But well, they kind of make up for that in the next one actually. Yeah. We
0: we talked about that when Jason was on like yeah if you if you compare it to early Batman of course it's not going to stand mm-hmm. up but I I think it's as good as mm-hmm. what they did on Superman or even mm-hmm. the later se- later seasons mm-hmm. of uh Batman.
2: It's so, functional. So. It's never bad. It's just it has some of those things of you know especially I think Max mm-hmm. um across both episodes I not- noticed this there's this this is annoying tick, which, you know, if you draw, you see in yourself. So it's kind of hard to unsee it in other things where, you know, the facial features, nobody quite knows how to draw her right between poses. Mm-hmm. So it just kind of turns into a bit of jelly here and there. And it's like yeah, a very... I I, I know.
0: definitely know what you mean. There are certain cartoon characters who don't look right from certain angles. Like, sure. Mm-hmm. Whenever Beavis would turn front instead of profile. Mm. Like, no, <laughs> no, stop it. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. All right, let's move on then to Big Time. Maggie, what do you got?
3: All right, so the night after Terry tries to stop the world's worst plan to steal toxic waste from a high-speed gray Optimus Prime, his buddy Big Time returns. No, Big Time isn't the vertically challenged leader of the Beagle Boys. He's the dude who got (laughs) Terry arrested back in the day. And while Terry spent 90 days in juvie, Big Time got sent to real prison. Now he's out and he wants to start committing crimes again. What he doesn't know is that Terry isn't a crime anymore. Well, <laughs> except for the crime of vigilantism, but that's always been kind of a gray area in superhero cartoons. Anyway, Terry gets, his, gets Big Time a job at Wayne Power in an effort to keep him from ending up back in prison. This doesn't work great as Big Time immediately starts trying to rob the place, stealing the fingerprints from a friendly guard trying to help out some dumbass on his first day. So it turns out, Big Time is working for the dudes trying to steal toxic waste from that other from the other night, and now they're going to steal chemical. Now they're going to steal chemicals from, directly from Wayne Power with Big Time's help. Terry figures this out, much to his disappointment, and tries to stop the heist before it starts. This mostly ends up with Big Time getting drenched in said toxic waste. And if you've ever seen literally any superhero cartoon ever, you know that Big Time isn't just going to die of massive, massive massive cancer and radiation poisoning no uh instead he just turns into the hulk and then goes on a rampage getting revenge on the mob guys who set him up and also straight up straight up murdering a dude which is honestly pretty impressive anyway terry beats the guy the guy goes back to prison and bruce sends terry a tasteful i told you so in the form of a futuristic scene telegram dressed as in a gorilla suit
0: (laughs) you think they couldn't have put like a reformed gorilla grod
2: in that job, like you got to put
3: someone I mean, they, in a suit.
2: They had this the knockoff Solomon Grundy already. Yeah, so. yeah.
3: right. Of course. Da, 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 da. Uh-huh. I am. You're singing telegram.
0: <laughs> I have to say, I have to, I have to correct a point. It sure felt like that dude died, but he did
2: not. Mm. He did not. Yes, even I noticed this. But they did the 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 GI Joe cock part of Duke's gonna be okay. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he came out of his coma
0: exactly. But actually, this kind of ties into my good thing. Mm-hmm. So the character in question is called Karos. Yep. Mm. Uh, he is voiced by William H Macy, who has shown up in a few of these uh, now. So he doesn't rate a like a special mention for mm. being in the show because he's done. You know, he did a Superman episode and I think another episode of this. Mm. Uh, I was ready to criticize his casting as the crime middle manager Caros because mm. William H Macy plays sad sacks. That's mm-hmm. what he's for. Like. He does kind of a tough guy voice for Karos, and I thought, well, that that's not him at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, until you look a little closer, Karos has a full-on supervillain costume. Like, oh, yeah. Like, he's got the... Uh, how would you describe it, Vishal?
1: Hmm?
0: I, the, visually, how would you describe this costume? I just I feel um, like you could do a better job than I could.
2: <laughs> well, uh, in my notes, I have him down as if Bob, Bob Fosse designed Wolverine. <laughs> yes, very
0: yep. good, because he also has Wolverine claws. Yep.
3: Yep. I love, I love, the and heels. he has those great heels. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. No, it's it's sort of like the the classic Nazi black leather, but it's got like a flare of red in it, and it's it's mm-hmm. it's very good. It, and I, he's dressing for the job he wants, obviously. Yeah.
1: Mm. I love so that.
2: he's the he's the other good villain that we talked about in the previous episode mm. uh, when mm-hmm. we were talking then. That he, there's no reason for him to be this good. He just it is. He's good. He's great in all his scenes, whether he's intimidating big time, you know, or he's. Even the opening scene, which is my good thing, mm. the whole mm-hmm. opening heist, is oh, just, it's just, it's really good. Yeah. From the, from the animation to the way it's staged, the way it's, you know, well, the designs. What, what I had like, written down in my a,
0: notes is that the way they did it was like the uh, first five minutes of Star Wars, which is, oh, yeah, you see yeah. a big, you see a big truck, which is then eclipsed by a much larger truck <laughs> that, that just pulls it inside. <laughs> hmm. Which is a yeah, very good then way to do a heist.
2: Yeah. They have really nice designs. There's like there's this one character in the green uh, overcoat. It, again, I thought, oh, that's going to be a major character. No, he just has no lines. He's just a henchman. Mm-hmm.
0: But no, it's the a good two, design. The two henchmen there were quintessential cyberpunk guys, wouldn't you say? Just like the mm. look of them oh, were yeah. just oh. so yeah. very cyberpunk. The
3: guy with the green goggles just,
0: mm. hmm um, Now, the their but... designs
2: on the show are really quite good. The, oh, the character, the character this... designs,
0: yeah. yeah. Oh, go ahead.
2: Now the backgrounds in this were a step above the previous episode, for sure, for me. They were much I tighter, think... much more interesting.
0: Mm. This is the thing we always talk about with these shows, which is there's different animation teams, and I think sometimes yes. you just get the good one, you know? Yeah. Um but no, the character designs on this show have been a cut above. Like they they are really stretching the mm. in-house style of the Bruce Tim like look without without breaking it but they at, come up with unique this, looks for these people mm-hmm.
2: at this time from whatever I can figure from the um, from the uh, uh, credits mm-hmm. and behind the scenes you had people like Darwin Cook working on it you had mm-hmm. people like I think even Mignola worked on it at some point well, he worked on he worked on the original
0: yeah Batman. he did the uh, okay. design for, he designed um, Mr. Mr. Freeze, Freeze. Yeah.
2: there yeah. were people like Shane Glines, who I know b- because he used to run a great uh, forum back in the early <laughs> Late nineties mm-hmm. and early two thousands. Oh wow! And yeah, these are all like good, interesting. Not quite like Tim because Tim has that very specific ty- style. But they're all within that same kind of graphical sixties inspired milieu. Yeah, and he
0: he set the tone, but people have mm. managed to find ways to to stretch that and to make it work. Mm-hmm. Like so, it's you're not you're not just looking at the same five yeah. faces over and over again, and it's very good.
2: That is it's very solid with all these, like you said, all these tiny little things. Uh, mm-hmm. One of the things that I really love with this is, unexpectedly, all the collar details. Mm-hmm. And it's weird. It's like the scientists, in the rocket scientists in the previous one, almost no one has collars. Because yes, collars are really hard to draw mm-hmm. on animated mm-hmm. things. Mm-hmm. So what they do is they just kind of like give them these physically impossible collars. So people mm-hmm. will have have like shirts that have... No collar and there's just the tie kind of floating in there. Mm-hmm, yep. And it just looks so cool.
0: Yeah. No, and it adds to that weird sort of future mm. It's like in uh Back to the Future 2 when you see people wearing two ties. It's yeah. very stupid, yeah. but also it's like, okay,
3: yeah. yeah, it's
2: the future. Why not?
0: Two some, ties. Yeah, some weird. No, it's
3: it,
2: it's like not to not to bring this, drag this back to Star Trek like we always do. But mm, uh Maggie, you you and I we've both geeked out about the them putting out the boots from the new um, brave new world or strange new worlds oh uh, yeah yeah show and those look amazing uh-huh. they look properly yeah, they sci-fi cool. and Amanda i was is, saying
0: amanda's trying oh, yeah. to save money right now cuz we just bought a house and have mm. no money and mm. she's like i have to find money for those boots those boots are so cool <laughs>
2: yeah they are really cool and they're so much of a a futuristic thing compared to the boots they had on the other shows like mm-hmm. discovery which this sort mm-hmm. of spins out from where yeah. I think they were just kind of like normal sports shoes. At least they always looked like normal sports shoes to me. Maybe they were designed. Yeah, obviously, these people have the money for it. But sometimes you just like get on an aesthetic and it clicks. And mm-hmm. this show is yeah. very much like that.
0: Yeah, no, I really enjoy that. Uh, get it, getting back to the Caros thing, though. I just, mm-hmm. I love what a poser the guy is. Like, when oh, yeah. you think about it, it's so clear. The reason they cast William
3: H. Macy trying to be a tough guy Mm -hmm. is because that's what this guy is. Well, I I love that he's like, well, if I can just work my way a little higher up into the mob, I can graduate to full-term supervillain. And I got a mask, and I'll figure out my name.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm.
3: It's like, dude, it doesn't work like that. Karos, so some kind of car-themed thing. Yeah, I'll be car guy.
2: Yeah, huh? Uh,
0: let's, isn't Caro
2: let's uh, a brand of sugar syrup or something? Or corn syrup? I, I think with a C, yes.
3: Yeah.
0: This is, is Karo with a K, the I, well-known Dutch author. Uh, of
3: course. Yeah, I think you're thinking of Karo syrup, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah.
0: Uh, so let's talk about the main villain. Mm-hmm. Uh, Maggie, this is your good thing.
3: Yeah, yeah. Uh, I love this. I love big time the shitty dude from Terry's past. I think he's just great. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, he is the absolute perfect definition of a dude that a 14 year old would think was cool yep who then gets arrested mm-hmm. and is just gone and comes back a couple of years later so he can do more crimes and Terry's no, just and like is... oh I thought you, you were do, cool do, but you, you do, actually more crimes you're just very you're just very sad actually I
0: have I have the benefit of the last three years which are pretty important years when you're a teen mm-hmm. and you look like an idiot to me now yeah yeah yeah, no, it's very good. And and that is another sort of noir in, influence thing mm-hmm. where like one mm-hmm. criminal goes straight and leads a normal life and someone from his old life comes back and tries to pull him back in. Yeah. It, it's very good. Yeah, uh, the good
2: thing about the show being so like brief, it's a 20-minute show usually, is they have no time for the melodrama that mm-hmm. those usually spin out into in mm-hmm. both these cases, you know, they have they literally have no time to go okay, we'll do this act where there's a redemption arc and there's a, you know, reckoning and this mm-hmm. and that. No, he just gets sent to jail after yeah. turning into half a Solomon Grundy. Yeah, we have no time for
3: that. We need to put the big monster fight in. I love
0: half a Solomon Grundy. That's mm-hmm. a very good yep. expression. <laughs> <laughs> but then, uh, I mean, Maggie, your bad thing is kind of that, that part of it did feel a little
3: rushed Well, you, that's huh? the thing. Charlie turns into mm-hmm. a big monster really late in the episode. Like, it feels kind of tacked on. Like, oh, fuck, we should have put a supervillain in this at some point instead of all these mob guys.
0: I don't know, like, beat, like plot beat-wise, it made the perfect sense to me. Like, mm-hmm. Terry tried everything to bring him back and bring him but Like, stop, don't do this, don't do this, don't do this. And he, mm-hmm. and then, like, the last straw
2: is he turns into a gross monster. Yep. Like It kind of works for me. Also, let's face it, he's dumb as truck nuts. He picks up the thing with the <laughs> biohazard sign on it.
0: What's that? I'm sorry, I was too busy laughing at Dumb's Truck Nuts. What, <laughs> yeah. he, what was the
2: rest of that? He, p- he picks up the leaky barrel with the biohazard side on oh, it. Yeah. Uh-huh.
0: Oh, he he douses himself in the stuff. He's got blue <laughs> liquid drip, or it might have been green, I don't remember. Yeah. But very brightly colored liquid dripping off him. He's like, hmm, well, back to work.
3: I love, it's like he picked it up by the lid and it, the bucket just drops yeah. off the bottom. Like, oh, geez, who could have seen this coming?
0: Whoops. But he doesn't even go for an eyewash station. He just <laughs> keeps going.
3: Also... As they're loaded, they're loading the barrels out, and I just couldn't kept thinking of the uh, the bit from uh, like the first season of Breaking Bad, where Hank's watching them steal the uh, the chemicals, and going, "They roll, idiot."
0: Yeah, there's it. This whole thing, that whole bit, put me in mind of uh, Parasites Origin, mm-hmm. or, or excuse me, Maggie, mm-hmm. you might not know who I'm talking about. Rudy's oh, origin. Oh, Rudy. Yeah, of course, my favorite Rudy character. Rudy Parasite. Yeah, that. Well, he's the idiot in that show. Yep. So. Uh, but it was very much the same, like. Dumb guy is at a factory stealing a bunch of drums of stuff and gets you know mm. covered in the stuff. Oh, geez, like, how'd this happen? I do like his voice. Was uh, he is the least of the lesser Baldwins? Mm-hmm. This is Stephen Baldwin, the guy who was in uh, the Usual Suspects. <laughs> yeah, uh, actually, good choice, I would say. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm. Like, yeah, he's he... actually uh, usually a good you know villain of the week choice. I've seen yeah. a bunch of TV shows like that. So
0: yeah, no, he's and and. Again, it continues that proud tradition that these shows have of casting people with sort of distinctive, unusual voices. Mm -hmm. He doesn't sound Mm -hmm. like anyone else. But he is also the guy who replaced Rick Moranis as Barney Rubble in the Flintstones sequel. Yep. Wow. Which which tracks because the mob boss is Robert Patrick, the guy who replaced Mulder in the X-Files. Yep.
2: (laughs) Okay. That is a deep cut. Mm Yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh, I, I didn't know this off the top. I had to look that up. It's was like, I know I know him from The Usual Suspects. Was he in anything else? Yeah. And you're right, Michelle. He does pop up in a lot of things. But the thing I recognized was, oh, yeah, he was
3: fake Barney Rubble. Mm-hmm. Hey, Fred, we yeah. couldn't afford to get Rick Moranis back. And also, we made a prequel for some reason. Maybe he's also, retired. Also, Rick Moranis was
2: busy. Yeah, he retired and, went and took care of his kids for 20 years or something.
0: I mean, good for him.
3: Yeah, no, I laughed. No, but, like, good. That's really. actually really cool. You
2: don't have to work yeah. forever. Yeah. Like if you've got enough money and you don't want to stop. Yeah, I, I think there if I'm not mistaken, I think his wife died or some or, or yeah. someone the one of the Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, his wife died. So, basically, so he basically
3: sort of looks like, all right, I uh, we're going to do the I'm going to just be a father, which is, you know. Yeah, yeah, that's good for him. That's
2: really cool. Yeah. Yeah, but even and, you know, even Rick if it Paranis wasn't was a <laughs> was a big part of my childhood, so mm-hmm. Yeah, I
0: mean, he's in a lot of I mean, by the time he came around for you 90s kids, and I don't say that disparagingly, I just mean mm-hmm. for you kids who grew up in the 90s, like he was yeah. doing a lot of kids movies, so yeah. He oh, yeah.
2: It. Yeah, he was, it was Honey, I Shrung the Kid for us first. Absolutely. And then it yeah. was things like Spaceballs
3: and, you
0: know. Right.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, Found that's that mostly later. what I know him from, yeah. or Ghostbusters. Or, yeah. mm-hmm. He was always, like, the least of Ghostbusters f- for me, you know? Oh, mm-hmm. no, I just know him from yeah. that, but yeah, he's it's like, oh, he's yeah, not. Rick Moranis is in that. We also have mm-hmm. that reaction to everybody where it's like, oh right, Bill Murray's in this in this movie. He plays Venkman. Venkman is not just oh. a character.
0: No, he's like like, you know, the main guy. Mm-hmm. Kinda. Yep. Uh my uh my bad thing for this episode. At one point, Charlie tricks his guard the guard at the Wayne Powers job by saying he dropped a disc behind the main frame. Mm-hmm. Like the way he says it makes it sound like there are several frames and this is the main one. <laughs>
3: I I, I future, absolutely man. believe that uh, Stephen Baldwin does not know what a mainframe is.
0: I mean, but I, I was just praising his voice acting, and he was a good choice, mm-hmm. and he had a good monster voice, too, I would yeah. say. Yeah, but also mm-hmm. it's like, just
3: like, I assume this is the mainframe holding up the building.
0: Mm-hmm. It's like, someone didn't correct you on that
3: one, huh? It's like, no, Stephen, Go. it's part of a computer. Well, I don't know about computers. What am I, a nerd? <laughs>
2: yes, but the computer comes in a frame, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you're playing a
0: monster in a Batman show. Yes, you're a nerd. How dare you? <laughs> I am no, Stephen I... Baldwin, the fourth or fifth best Baldwin. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, the worst one is Adam, and he's not even related to them. No. Absolutely. No,
3: <laughs> but no, yeah, I, I always like I say.
0: I... Oh, go ahead.
2: No, I said I always wondered whether he was, and I never quite figured out. I didn't get enough to, you know, figure that out. Sure. I,
0: I looked it up once because it was like, oh, Alec must be very, like, uh, ashamed of this guy. And, oh, they're not even related. Mm-hmm. Never mind.
3: Just decides to, like, oh, yeah, I'm a Baldwin. Look at my Baldwin name.
0: Well, I mean, you know, he might have the name. Mm-hmm. Some people do. Mm-hmm. Still. All right. Like, there's a, there's a Robotham in an uh-huh. old... Um, uh, uh, Jeeves and Worcester book, but I doubt you're related to them.
3: Yes, but do they spell it with a W? Yes. Wow. Okay, I've mm-hmm. never seen that. There's a there's a couple of uh, uh, writers who have the last name Robotham, and none of them spell it with the W. I assume because no one knows how to pronounce that. Um, mm. I wonder.
2: I wonder offhand if you're related to people named Botham because that's the name that I'm more familiar with as as a really? person. Huh. Yeah, because mm-hmm. there's a famous cricketer called Ian Botham. B O T H A M. So I wonder where that whether there's a you know,
3: Maybe the there was row like a hyphen.
0: <laughs> maybe there was like a hyphenate name at some point and then yeah. they drop the hyphen and just combine the names or something. Well,
3: like you that. know, many Botham's died to bring us this information.
2: <laughs> mm-hmm. How long have you had that in your repertoire?
3: Honestly, three seconds. <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: I've made that exact joke to you. Have you?
3: Yes. Alright, I'll see myself out.
0: Many, many, many years ago, but yes. Mm-hmm. I just assumed you'd heard it a million times.
3: You'd be surprised. No.
0: Oh, all right. Anyway, I assume you changed the, your family changed the spelling to like avoid taxes, which is mm-hmm. what my friend growing up who whose name was spelled Nugent but with an extra letter so he's not related to Ted Nugent. Sure. Like no, no, we don't want to pay taxes. Oh, really? You just put a, another letter in your name, mm-hmm. huh? That's all it takes.
3: Yeah, this okay. is the uh, no taxes letter. I guess so. Uh-huh.
2: Uh, your people well, change their name for numerology le- reasons oh god
3: so you'll find but,
2: especially like actors and people like that suddenly they'll they'll have like weird extra syllables or extra mm-hmm. consonants in their names like two k's where there need be none and you know yeah you need, because
0: you need you need a 12 letter last name for it to something line up like with that the, yeah ugh, yeah god that stuff is mm-hmm. so dumb of course, it's Dickens with 2K, the well-known Dutch author. <laughs> How did I get to make that reference twice uh. <laughs> uh Vishal, you already kind of talked about your bad thing.
2: Yeah, I mean, I talked about the music and I didn't really care for it. And yeah, that's basically, it's a good episode. I liked all of it. I loved the animation, mm-hmm. from, the, especially at the beginning. And it mm-hmm. wraps up okay. And yes, that guy totally dies. Who says otherwise? Yep. Well they
0: that's what I was going to say is at the end on the on the uh, news they say and mm. Carlos is in jail now.
2: Mm-hmm. like mm-hmm.
0: it's one of those uh Hitchcock comes out at the end and says of course it's they
2: got a, it, it, like if I, if you're completing that even that voiceover over there, there surprisingly uppity. is like oh well big time <laughs> mm-hmm, <laughs> he's yep. back in jail like mm-hmm. wait what
3: <laughs> I mean you haven't seen more of these so you wouldn't know but like that's just how the news works on the on oh, uh, this oh. show yeah, they, okay. they made
0: the news extra smarmy and condescending, which I again I know is a weird way to
3: normal. imagine the future, but
2: <laughs> No, but pretty normal to Cyberpunk. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Like it's, so it's much so super that, yeah. RoboCop inspired, you know? Oh
2: absolutely. super RoboCop inspired, which is why even Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven, which was very Robocop inspired, mm-hmm. has that mm-hmm. same uppity thing to every news broadcast. Yep. Yeah, See to
0: me to me that's just what the news sounds like and has sounded like for 20 or 30 years mm-hmm. like it's mm. it
2: doesn't feel like a parody to me it just feels like yeah, the thing it is you know it it feels like the thing it is because a, it has become the thing it is in some ways but also yeah. we all grew up with that era of stuff which specifically did that trope mm-hmm. you know That's even true. something like uh, not Rick Moranis who's the other guy the have you ever seen that movie Stay Tuned oh John Ritter yeah. yeah John Ritter it's about these people getting sucked into their cable because they make a deal with the devil yeah, who's a cable uh-huh. salesman and yeah, even in that, everything is heightened up, and that was just kind of like the time mm-hmm. where everything, something in the eighties and nineties, like they parodied, but they also maybe knew that that was what it was going to mm-hmm. be eventually. Yeah, and yeah, yeah it absolutely it is sucks that it turned out true, but mm-hmm. you
3: now, well, yeah, a, lo- a lot of things sucked and it turned out to be true. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm.
3: That is that is
0: accurate. Um, something I did like was uh and and you have to you have to kind of squint to see mm. this admittedly mm. but sometimes they put terry through similar stories that bruce went through but different enough that it doesn't feel like mm. exactly the same like like vichelle you wouldn't know this but they have uh kind of a femme fatale catwoman type character that uh, mm. uh terry's occasionally sort of romantically interested in even though he's still dating dana which is
2: weird she enjoys chili Though, yeah
0: it's, uh no she doesn't actually uh she's part of the Royal Flush Gang and they hate chili. That's one thing I know about yep. them. Mm. She
3: hates chili and she's smart. That's how they differ.
0: Yeah. But um
3: uh this felt a little How can bit... I
2: choose between these two women? They're perfect. <laughs> I mean it's a,
3: it's that classic Betty and Veronica thing where Betty's the sweet girl and Veronica loves chili.
2: Right. Of course. And she's um, into Jingle Jangle or something, uh-huh. right?
0: Oh, how dare you! <laughs> <laughs> That show is perfect, and I will not hear its good name besmirched. This is
3: not a Riverdale podcast, although probably someday it will be.
0: No, no, I'll, I'll launch that on my own. <laughs> I mean, you're you're invited, of course. You're oh, invited, gee, thank but, you. you know, I, I can't imagine you have the same passion. Oh, man, yeah, I think we'd scratch up an episode
2: you for know, you. <laughs> did you though know, as a aside, that they are currently producing in proper, like, Indian bombay film which is generally known as bollywood they are Mm -hmm. making an official movie now called the archies no really okay yes (laughs) it's i think maybe like a year or so out it's shooting right now and the way bollywood works is it's like a bunch of families and almost like dynastic theater Mm -hmm. kind of things you know where people Mm -hmm. just get their kids get into it so yes it's going to star three kids of famous people Mm -hmm. who have like all in their debut Wow, <laughs> and it's called the Archie's. That's the weird thing. They thought people have made for several decades versions of the Archie's, but they've all been kind of like bootleg versions. Mm. You know, same dynamic. Is Google's this officially licensed? This is officially
0: licensed. Wow, that's
3: really cool. Well, the yeah. Thing,
0: yeah, that's the thing about Archie Comics is like, yeah, we mock Riverdale because it's it's mm. truly terrible, but it knows how terrible mm-hmm. it is. But my point exactly. is like, they. They know how to keep that brand alive. Yeah. Like Archie is right. such a sort of corny relic of the 40s and 50s. How is it still around? It's because these guys know. Mm. Like, hey, let's license to Bollywood. Let's have a really tawdry show on on the uh, CW. Let's like they mm. they they know how to keep it alive. I mean, it's they quiet. had
3: like a mainstream gay character before either of the big two comic companies did. Like yeah, like yeah. a real reoccurring gay character. You know?
2: Yeah. And and I mean, hopefully. They have all those weird... We've talked about this. They do all those weird 90s things like, you know, Jughead's Time Police
0: yep. or whatever it was. <laughs> the show I is doing that, that. now. <laughs> I can't believe it. They're doing time travel on the TV show, so Amazing. maybe they're... Maggie, you're the one who pointed that out. Mm-hmm. Maybe they're doing the Time Police
1: now. <laughs> oh, God.
2: The, Archie has a huge influence in, in Indian culture for my generation because it was like we'd cool. get the comics a lot, mm. you know, in and they sort of like they show up in these like lending libraries and kind of things all beat up but people would read them you know well, generations they, they, of people would read them so that's the, that's true here too mm-hmm. in that
0: archie comics are everywhere like they're mm-hmm. the only at least for a long time they were the only comics when you're at a supermarket and you're checking right. out mm-hmm. there's yeah. the tabloids for the grown-ups and there's archie comics yeah. there's no yeah, other the comics digest.
3: there like yeah. when we're checking out the grocery store i still flip through the archie occasionally mm. yeah well, because uh, they're, they're usually
0: compilations well, they're usually compilations of old comics and I want to see like have I read this before?
2: Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah. No, you you do like look through them to see and I'd look for the weird ones. You know, like there was a almost like a you know Journey to the Center of the Earth type one that they had done back yeah. in yep. probably the sixties or seventies. But I remember reading it and thinking, Oh, you you know, Archie can be this as well. Yeah, which was No, fun. they're
0: they're very like they're very flexible with Mm -hmm. that brand and Mm -hmm. i think i think that's why it flourishes and but what i was getting at is i think because we hang around a lot of comic book people Mm -hmm. most people i know their first comic was an archie comic because they're just available. yeah mine
3: absolutely was i still remember mine too yeah yeah and they are they're
2: sanctioned you know culturally in Mm -hmm. the sense that oh they're comics about normal people so you can read them
0: yeah everyone yeah. thinks they're they're middle of the road and mainstream but then they'll do mm. weirdly progressive things like have the gay character mm-hmm. that the other Exactly don't or
2: have yet or anymore. yeah all the weird things which is in some ways as a kid like I was not watching you know some kind of uh, hard science fiction mm. exploration mm-hmm. movie but there was an Archie comic that was like that and I was like wait I like this <laughs> well, let me go and, opens and your eyes see top. if there's that's, other things
3: that's the thing at the end of the day those characters slot into anything you know like, yep. yeah. they're like Batman you can do anything with these guys yeah
2: and that bringing yep. it back to Batman that's exactly the case that this is a cyberpunk version of Batman. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And yes, I said that in some ways I kind of wonder why does it need to be Batman but it's good that it's Batman yeah. because then I'll watch it and a bunch yeah. of other kids must have watched it and thought, hey, I like all this. Mm-hmm. And someone would have said Cyberpunk and then they would have gone mm-hmm. and watched Johnny Mnemonic mm-hmm. on VHS, you know, which I did, I'm sure. Yeah, at the of time. course. But I already knew, you know. Mm-hmm. I was just like a bit older where I knew about Cyberpunk through being a video game fan yeah. and having, you, you know, learned about like, it on the streets. Uh, mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I learned it from CU Amiga magazine. Oh, <laughs> I know that magazine well. I never had an there, Amiga,
0: but uh, my friend Famous Mark did. And yeah.
2: uh, There are people those... who go around and have all those old cover discs and review them even now on YouTube. Yep, and I'm, yep. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. It's...
0: <laughs> it's such a specific subculture. It's so good. Yeah. Uh, sorry, what I was getting at with uh, uh, sort of continuing the old batman stuff though is the, mm. the all of the stuff with charlie felt like it was kind of a harvey oh yeah like a mm. 2 Face, mm-hmm. like harvey you're a bad guy but you don't have to be let me bring you back mm-hmm. from this and it's just like i kind of mm. like that i kind of like that terry gets his own versions but they're different enough yeah you know it's it was good yeah all right do we have much else oh i sorry i want to point out one thing the dc wiki pointed mm. out which is this is from, this is their words. Charlie was wearing a glove on his right arm when he was exposed to the uh, Sarah Stone, which explains why that arm did not swell up. Uh, and what it just made me think of that clip from um, Comedy Bang Bang where, <laughs> why don't you wear the mask over the scarred
2: part? Because I'm trying to protect the rest
0: of my face. Think before you speak.
3: very <laughs> good. Uh-huh.
2: I thought Charlie got that same thing that uh, McCoy does Kirk with in 09 Star Trek. Mm. Oh,
0: yeah, where his hands get huge. Yep.
3: Yeah. <laughs> oh You're God, Nam Tong. <laughs> oh God, my huge hands potion.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: <laughs>
1: I uh, there's but...
0: somebody that's somebody's kink. Oh, I always absolutely. wanted to see Captain Kirk with giant bulbous hands, mm-hmm. <laughs> sausage fingers. Mm-hmm. Very good. All right, we should probably start wrapping up here. Any mm-hmm. any other
2: thoughts on this? That's... No, just uh, yeah, like the thread about the weird ramble we went on about Omega music. I think that's one of the reasons I don't like the soundtrack here. Mm-hmm. In that. My association with cyberpunk and all of that is very much Amiga 16-bit era music. And the Amiga had a phenomenal sound chip Yeah, to the point where even today people, you know, like remember that demo scene as it was called mm-hmm. and the music that came out of it. Several actual major composers, I think now working composers, started their life in that demo scene. So yeah, mm-hmm. in some ways the disconnect for me is like cyberpunk and these weird guitars mm-hmm. mm, doesn't quite work for me. But if it was an Amiga chiptune soundtrack I'd be like yes all <laughs> over it.
0: No, I I I get what they were going for. I like it, but it is very divisive. Mm, yeah. Like mm. I understand that completely. All right. It's not else?
2: quite, you know, uh, the 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 rock version that's at the end credits of Enterprise, but
1: you know,
0: oh, yeah, nothing could be. Nothing ever will be, thankfully. Ugh,
2: oh, so bad. See, now that if they Star Trek Picarded the Enterprise crew I would watch that, no matter how terrible that was. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm.
2: In yeah. fact, if it was not terrible, I'd be disappointed. Mm-hmm. Same.
3: Yeah.
0: All right. Maggie, you got a quote?
3: Oh, yeah. Uh, this is uh, Dana's reaction to uh, Charlie being back.
1: Dana, you remember Charlie. I remember who he is. Do you?
3: You always got to bring it back to Dana. I like Dana.
2: You? Okay. She likes chili. Yeah. And she's pretty.
0: Yeah, those are two things we know about Dana. Mm -hmm. Literally the only two things we know Mm
2: -hmm. about Dana. Uh, All right.
0: Well, Vishal, you have already plugged your work, but why don't we bring it back (laughs) one more time?
2: Uh, Yeah, you should uh, follow me on social media at allVishal, Mm -hmm. where every week uh, I'm co-producing and co-hosting a show on Stationery called Stationery Test Drive, if you missed the first part of this, of my summary, uh, where we every week uh, three of us take a tool, whether it's a pen or a pencil or tomorrow, uh, this week's episode is on a type of paper uh, mm-hmm. and we each do a kind of a test of with our own skills, I'm an artist we've got illustrators, designers on the show uh, and we each try to, you know take these tools in interesting directions in in ways that you may not have thought of using them, we did a calligraphy pen and I did a drawing with it that was inspired by Elden Ring, uh, you can see all of that on on social media of course and on YouTube. So just follow me at all Vishal, uh, and you'll find links to all of these things.
0: What what I love is you when you were on for your Superman appearance, you said, We have this show coming up. I'm gonna go ahead and plug mm-hmm. it now and it's gonna, gonna happen soon and mm-hmm. and I didn't say this and I don't say this now mm-hmm. to to make you feel bad, but it was like, okay, mm-hmm. you're gonna do one or two of these and then it's gonna go <laughs> right. away. Because that's how everybody's I thought projects work. That was because yes, it, that is nothing, how most projects work. Yeah, that no, is how not, most of my projects have worked. Yeah. It's not, not, it's not a personal thing against you. It's just mm, that's no, how, no. I mean, I've I've fallen into that a lot myself lately, and mm. I thought I was immune to that. Um, mm. But you've kept this thing going for months and months. Yes. You've got a like, uh, ton of episodes. We, and...
2: we have just, uh, we finished our 20th episode. We, our 21st is out on uh, Tuesday, so which great. is like, I think the day after this comes out. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have several more in the in short already. Mm-hmm. Um, we have, you know, honestly, we're just going to keep, this thing going for as long as we can schedule it and luckily we can you know like we can bank these we don't need to do this every week right uh, there's nothing
0: timely about it
2: so yeah i mean we are going to do it <sighs> right now we have you know several dozen more planned at least for a one year and then we'll see uh-huh. and i i think we're going to continue as long as there's something fun to do some new tool you know some even old tool uh, we're doing, uh, 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 in a few weeks, we're doing a reed pen, yeah. which mm-hmm. is literally what it says. It's a piece of reed grass or whatever that's dried and then you cut mm-hmm. it to make a stylus and, you know, we're using that. Wow! Oh, and nice. uh, it's, yeah, it it was really fun to use for different uses. There's a calligraphic thing that comes out of it from Minjal, our co-host, from, I did a drawing with it, you know, like a, one of the usual things I do. But yeah, there's there's a lot to get into beyond just the the kind of brand name stuff that's there, mm-hmm. and we are going to continue, and I hope people enjoy it.
0: That's great. Yeah. That's great to hear. And yes, people should definitely check that out. Uh, let's see. As ever, uh, if you want to write to us, it is Kids Love Batman Podcast at Gmail. We are coming up on near the end of this series mm-hmm. soon, so Vishal, you're going to have to familiarize yourself a little more with the series because you're going to have to draw a picture of it.
2: Oh, I, I know exactly what I'm drawing oh, from no, this. Not. Just like the like the uh, the, Superman the Poison one? Ivy. and Oh, oh, oh. yeah well in, in all of these I've had like a bit more time to think about them mm-hmm. so yeah okay. there is a concept already
0: okay awesome because yeah I, I think in a couple of months we're, we're just about finished so if you want to write mm. to us we will be doing one of our mail shows and Michelle does the cover mm. for those uh, let's see the website is kidslovebatman.com uh, we are on Twitter I am at Algar at Maggie Robots and that's all for this time yeah see you, folks twa la drag <laughs>
1: For more information about this show and the people who make it, visit kidslovebatman.com. To provide financial support for this show and all of the shows produced by Algar Productions, consider a pledge at patreon.com Algar. That's double A-L-G-A-R. The Kids Love Batman podcast is a co-production of Maggie Robotham and Ron Algar Watt. Copyright 2022 elgar productions please don't sue us we're just doing this for fun